0: Log Talk Radio.
1: And I justify. You're rocking attitude air, live with Icon, Granny Hoster, and Big Swing.
2: have just broken into Attitude Air Live on Ken's <laughs> FM 89.1 on your FM dial, and we are rocking it like we always do every Monday night. And, uh, of course, we're coming to you uh, with a couple of friends of mine that like to join me every week. We have, of course, uh, we have uh, Granny Hulkster with us, of course. And how are you, Granny?
1: I'm okay it's been a busy last couple weeks, but i'm 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 doing good you know it's it's Thanksgiving is almost here, Christmas is just around the corner, and you know two thousand twenty one is you know gonna be coming to an end very soon. I just kind of wonder where this whole year's gone to. It's gone by really fast this year, so well, I have
2: a little theory on? about that. We'll talk about that in We'll talk about that in just a little bit, and we also have our other third wheel uh we have uh matt uh we have matt with us how are you man man I'm doing good you guys
3: uh this is Jesse Johnson from minneapolis here uh you're listening to the icon big swing and granny Hulkster on eighty nine well
2: actually we're not uh Well, uh, fortunately, we're actually not listening to Big Swing today, Uh, and, uh, you know, he's been missing in action, Uh, so uh, uh, we have you uh, as Big Swing's stand-in, we appreciate you joining us tonight, and you're going to be with us all show along, correct? That is correct. (laughs) All right, and uh, we do have an exciting show tonight, Uh, our first guest up out of the... uh, uh, that will be coming uh, coming to the ring with us tonight will be Scotty Mack. And then we have uh, Jake Lawless. We have comedian Bob Levy. And, of course, we have yours truly, everybody's favorite love-to-hate relationship guy, Mr. Six Heat. That's me, the icon. And I'm proud to say that we're celebrating our 10th week Here on 89.1 Ken's FM. Uh, But uh, before we uh, continue here, we're uh, going to give a little shout-out for Ken, and we'll be right back in about 60 seconds.
0: As a
4: non-commercial radio station, Ken's FM survives in large part by the generosity of listeners like you who value public radio and have become a member. Your donation continues to allow us to support local artists and musicians and play the music you want to hear, not what advertisers think we should play. It enables us to broadcast feature story news so you can hear the news, not opinions. Public radio doesn't have an agenda. We're not in the business of pushing our point of view. Our mission is simple. Reflect your interests, not the interests of some corporation. If you believe that having an independent, non-commercial, public radio station in your community is a good idea, become a member now. Find out how by visiting our website at www.kenzfm.com, And remember... Independence has a cost, and it's as little as $10 a month.
2: Web browser, and uh, we would love for you to uh, uh, pledge $10 a month, and uh, we still got the contest going here. Uh, if you uh, go to our Off the Road Facebook page, you like that. You go to Ken's 89.1 FM Facebook page, you like that. And if you also uh, do a $10 a month pledge to Ken's FM, you're going to get qualified uh, to win a autographed piece of memorabilia or a picture or something from a past guest, a future guest, or even a current guest. And uh, we uh, will do that. And as a matter of fact, uh, Granny, I have uh, fans asking me in the chat room you know, uh, I can, they, here, here's what some are saying. Icon, you always talk a big game, but how can you never uh, a, ask Granny to do autographs? you never ask Big Swing to do autographs. Well, Granny, I'm going to ask you, if we can find a way to get some pictures of you, would you be willing to do some autographs?
1: Sure, why not? <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I'd be willing to. I've had a lot of people for a long time ask me why I don't have pictures and, you know, I just never thought about it because, you know, honestly, fans, I'm not a wrestler, you know, despite the fact of what some people might think. I am just a wrestling fan. I try to make it fun for the other fans. I try to make it fun for the wrestlers when I go to these shows. Um, just real quick, I just want to share a little something that one of my wrestling friends um he's retired now but a couple years ago he uh <clears throat> sent me this post and the memory of it popped up on and I just want to share with you really quick about this uh and let me know what you guys think of this and I mean anybody that knows me it says you know, my real name is Lori Burt, you know, but anybody in the wrestling world knows me as Granny Holkster. It says, Lori Burt, it cracks me up that you make that you get a better pop and are more recognizable than professional wrestlers. And I mean this as a compliment to what you do. They really should take notes. Friday morning, he posted shared the memory. He says, still true today. You can mention Granny Holkster in any wrestling sphere in Oklahoma and Arkansas and the fans will more than likely know her before any of the current professional wrestlers.
2: That's pretty cool, Granny. I like that. And, you know, you have been featured in uh, a few, uh, well, at least one magazine uh, that uh, you Yeah, were, Wrestling for uh, a
1: Cause, they, um, they made me, um, they were picking out... Uh, fans of the month type thing, you know, uh, for a while. I mean, um, and there was a few wrestling fans that had the opportunity to actually get in their magazine, um, and they asked me a bunch of questions, and, you know, I answered them, you know, so they wrote up that nice little article. You know, and I'm very humbled by that because, like I said, I – I very much interact with the wrestlers. I mean, I am not just the average wrestling fan. I have had people call me a super fan. I have had people say, Granny, we couldn't do it without you. I mean, I have a lot of wrestling companies. They actually allow me... To do certain things, you know, for the show, and you know, and, and I'm very humbled by that. I mean, no, I don't want to be a wrestler. I, I my my body would not allow me to 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 do that. Although I have chopped some wrestlers, you know, over the years, you know, I have chopped a couple of wrestlers in my time, and you know, and I've put, you know. You know, and I've slapped some wrestlers, you know. I've got slapped one Saturday night. He got in my face, you know. So, he, you know, he says, oh, you're not going to, you know, you can't slap me. And I said, you watch me. You push my button and you watch what happens. And I might, you know, and I came very close to slapping this little guy Saturday night because he got in Granny's face. And I didn't like what he was doing and what he was saying, so, You know, it 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 is what it is. But you know, but yeah, I mean, if I ever get the opportunity to have some pictures done up, I yeah, I'll be glad to autograph some pictures and send them to you to you know give whoever you know. So.
2: Well, you know, Granny, what I was going to say is, uh, you know, um, I I think you still might have them, uh, maybe saved or have access to them on your. well, I don't know, maybe you do or you don't, but uh, I actually made you a couple of collector's cards uh, mm-hmm. when you first joined us. And uh, mm-hmm. I was thinking what you could do is, uh, you know, um, I know it might cost a little bit, but, you know, like uh, if you have a way to uh, take those to like uh, your local photo place or Walmart or whatever and uh, and uh, print those out and then autograph those and then we can use those for giveaways. Uh, yeah. Our, our if buddy, if Mr. I can, if,
1: if if I can find, if I can find them on my phone, you know, I mean, I know they're they're there somewhere. I mean, I've got a lot of pictures on my phone from you know since <clears throat> since you sent those to me, so I'll see what I can do about you know trying to find them, you know.
0: So.
2: Because <clears throat> you know what I what I you know I mean I can always uh, try and find them, and um, you know um resend them to you so they'll be like fresh on your phone that would be that could be an idea as well uh yep. so uh we're waiting for our, we're, we're waiting for our guest to call in here uh in the meantime uh mr johnson let uh, tell us what's been new in uh, your wrestling realm
3: well let's see last within the last couple of months now we've had the title for the women's championship here at steel domain change hands miranda gordy is now our women's champion um, she took on Malia Hosaka and took the title from Malia, uh, back in, on, uh, our, uh, uh our, uh, m- month of September show. And, um, they had a rematch here back a couple of weeks ago on the 29th of October for the title and Malia didn't, come out on top in that one. Miranda's still walking around as a Steel Domain Women's Champion. Um, <clears throat> that's something... I'm, I actually have seen a lot of progress with Miranda being, what, two years into the bu- business, That because I talked to her over the summer when she was in for the first time, and she'd only been in for, like, two years at that point, but... um getting a chance to talk to her about her dad a little bit and getting a chance to talk to her about certain things she's doing in the ring in trying to help her, um, not so much coach her, but trying to give her a a little bit of tip here and there, as far as you're having the figure four should be something that you know. And I'm not doubting her for it but the figure four I had to help her coach her about coach her through over the summer to get her to put it on right um Malia wanted it done and I was being told what to tell her and trying to help her through the match being it hadn't worked out for them to wrestle for um with COVID and whatnot as they had been trying to set something up in other promotions or whatever for the two of them to have a confrontation now coming up in december on the third miranda will be taking on um heidi howitzer coming out of uh montana i think where she's out of all right so she's gonna be well, spending the title on the third for that one
2: all right well i'll tell you what guys our uh it uh, looks like our our, ne- our first guest is ready so we're gonna go ahead and introduce him and we're gonna have a little fun here Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, about to enter the ring right now, he brings the Mac to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the man about town, the independent wrestler extraordinaire. He is Scotty Mac. I
5: appreciate the info. I uh, appreciate all the, all the information provided, but, but what we're missing there is uh, something I often like to attach to my name, and that's the most decorated wrestler in the history of the Pacific Northwest.
2: Well, all right, we can do that. I'll tell you what, if you want to ring da, uh, do that liner real quick for us, then we'll have you give us a little background about yourself, then we'll have some fun with the internet.
5: <laughs> okay, one sec. Hey, this is Scotty Mack, and you're listening to The Attitude Era live on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing and granny hulkster.
2: All right, so here's what we're going to do, Scotty. If you want to give us a quick little background about yourself, then I'll ask you a few questions, and we'll do a roundtable, and then we'll come back to me and ask you the tougher
5: questions. Sounds good. I'm Scotty Mack. I have been wrestling for 22 years. I was born in Kelowna, British Columbia. I first started uh, training with Can-Am Wrestling in Alberta in 1999. Uh, I then completed my training with uh, what was then called Extreme Canadian Championship Wrestling uh, here in in British Columbia. and I've been with ECCW ever since. We're now called Elite Canadian Championship Wrestling. And um I liked it so much that I bought it in uh, two thousand eight, I believe. And so I've uh, I've I spent most of my time in the ring, uh uh in the Pacific Northwest here, all through British Columbia and Washington and Oregon and uh been into Alberta and Manitoba. Um And then I've uh, I've wrestled in in South America and Ireland, Quebec City, a few different places in the States. Um, I think that just about covers it. Thankfully, I live in uh, Hollywood North uh, here in Vancouver, B.C., so wrestling has opened up a lot of doors for me as far as uh, acting work and, and stunt work in television and movies. So it's been a real nice added bonus to this whole wrestling thing
2: and we're going to we're going to talk about all that. Uh we have Scotty Mack as our guest here. We got uh, 27 minutes here with uh, the man. So now you uh you mentioned that uh you liked it so much you decided to buy it. Now are you still the owner?
5: I am. I'm uh you call me Mr. 99%. I I've got a a lawyer friend of mine uh that owns 1%, but besides that it's all mine. <laughs> Well, you know, it it's
2: kinda of like that uh kinda of like, sounds like that Glenn Campbell song from back in the day, Mansion and Branching when he says now he's getting ninety nine percent instead of two? You know
5: <laughs> Well, it, so it, now for me it's ninety nine percent instead of fifty one. I always had the power, I just didn't uh I didn't flex it as much as maybe some people think I should have. And uh, with, with that being said,
2: uh, I'm just kind of curious, what kind of owner are you? Are you like a Vince McMahon who uh, who stays behind the scenes and tells everybody what to do and runs everybody's life? Are you like a um, a Paul Heyman who's no, I'm that Vince boisterous man. guy the that's Vince out McMahon there? That's
5: on the, I'm the Vince McMahon that, that, that owns it and that comes out on the shows and, and talks too, way too long and uh, puts myself in the matches that I want to be in. But uh so that I guess uh, it, I, so I guess I would, uh, honesty, uh, that would say in all honesty it's uh it's a good place to be cuz I, I tore my ACL uh in July 2019 and I was
0: uh
5: I was injured uh, uh for several months and uh being that it's my show I can still find a place for myself on all the cards and uh I took on more of that ownership role when I couldn't wrestle for about uh, eight months, and I was supposed to return to to the ring, and then um, the lockdown happened with with COVID, the first one, and and uh, so I just had my first matches back uh, about a month and a half ago here in BC, and then I did three shows in um, Calgary a couple of weeks ago for can Wrestling
2: well we got we got someone in the uh the chat room commenting so it sounds like he's more like a triple h
5: yeah you know what that's fair I'll, I'll, i i i would agree with that yep that sounds about right
2: all right so if uh someone's getting over and uh they're getting over you and they're getting more popular you're going to uh uh you're gonna push' them down to card and
5: you're gonna mess with their career
6: <laughs> no i wouldn't i wouldn't go that
5: far it's actually uh I've always been proud of uh, how I've done business. Uh, I really want the whole uh, roster of wrestlers to succeed. I'm not looking to have uh, one or two great matches on the show. I want every match on my wrestling shows from start to finish to be uh, great matches and and a, a great show all around. And anybody that deserves a spot at the top, anybody that deserves a push, anybody that deserves... To be a contender for the championships, uh, I I pledge to give those opportunities to. Uh, it's not even about uh, who I'm friends with outside the ring or anything like that. If somebody deserves uh, to be on top, then they'll be on top. And I've always said, if somebody deserves my spot, then come get it because it's going to benefit me as a whole. If, if if you're if you're better than I am and, and you deserve to be at the top, then then uh, that's better for me as the owner
2: and the good thing is you're already the owner of the company so you don't we don't have to worry about you marrying the boss's daughter to get ahead which is a good thing nah, that's uh, right. we have scotty back right. as our guest here we got about 25 minutes so now uh with your wrestling style are you more of a technical wrestler like a Bret hart are you a high flyer like a ray mysterio uh, Or are you just that uh brawler like a stone cold steve austin
5: well i I've always taken pride in um, my abilities to have good matches with anybody I'd get in there with. I, I consider myself a good all around wrestler. I can, I can wrestle, I can fly and I can brawl. And, um, uh, as I've gotten older, uh, it's, it's probably my best interest to less springboard and a few more punches and kicks. And, uh, um, I'm still in great shape and I can still go, but, uh, uh that risk of injury is there and uh I get over regardless of, you know, how many flips or high spots I do. So uh I can get over with my character and, and then if I throw a, a high spot or two in there then that's just a bonus.
2: So then are you more of a uh a baby face, a heel, um a in betweeny, or are you more of a crowd individual?
5: Well, I mean, I I don't think the whole in between thing, if that's if that's taking place, I think it should be just, you know, in most cases, for a limited period of time. I think wrestling works best when you you have your fan favorites and you have your your villains. And uh, I take pride in being uh, a great wrestling heel. Uh, at one point, I was a very popular babyface in the early two thousands around here, um, but. If I had the choice, and at this point In wrestling, I do have the choice I, I prefer to be the bad guy I prefer to be the villain And uh, when you're working with Someone uh, You know, a, a young up-and-comer That that really deserves a shot And really deserves their time in the spotlight it's, uh, There's <coughs> nothing I get There's nothing I enjoy more Than uh, a, a well-done feud With, with that guy and, and at the end of it all went, when all said and done, I'm laying there and they hit their finish and, and they get the one, two, three on me, and I hear the crowd go crazy because they're so stoked that the baby face went over in the end. Uh, that's a job well done on my part, and uh, feels just as good as uh, getting your hand raised.
2: Well, this is going to be really interesting then. Uh, we have Scotty Mack. we got 22 minutes. Granny, he's a heel. What do you got for our heel buddy, <laughs> Scotty Mack? Go ahead.
1: Well, hello, Scotty. I am Granny Holkster, and Granny does not like the heels. I I can talk some pretty good smack to people like you, and I have a lot of fun doing it because I am a very big wrestling fan. I love the wonderful world of independent wrestling, so I would probably have a lot of fun talking snack to you
5: <laughs> well by the sounds that I'd, I'd have a lot of fun giving it right back and that you'd be a valuable <laughs> asset to my front row
1: well yeah th- that's what i'm i'm very much known for you know at, at different wrestling events that i that i attend on a monthly mm-hmm. basis so i guess one well, of my I questions was... oh go ahead well, when I was when I was
5: uh, quite young, my, my grandma would come to events uh, when she can, and, and she would get so excited. She'd start out by standing up in a chair and clapping along and, and cheering me on. Then she, you know, end up out in the aisle, and next thing you know, she's halfway up the aisle, and a few minutes later, she's right at the ring apron, smacking her hands on the ring apron and cheering me on. To the point where she was in Costco, I guess the following week, and she heard from across the aisle, Grammy Mac, and so I, I thought that was pretty cool for her. She got to uh, get well, spotted. She felt like a local a local celebrity for a few minutes.
1: That's that's awesome. Well, I got my gimmick name, Granny Holkster, from a former coworker of mine because I love wrestling. I mean and. You know, if somebody would have asked me 20 plus years ago if I would have been such a popular person in the independent wrestling world, I would have told them that they were all crazy. But, I mean, I actually <laughs> have a shirt that I wear. It says, what you going to do when Granny Holkster goes crazy on you? And oh, that's I, it's, awesome. I have so many autographs all over that shirt from different wrestlers, and it's still in pretty good shape. I mean, I still wear it to these independent wrestling shows. And um, I, like I so said, I, I love it. So what about the Hulkster himself? Has the Hulkster signed it? <laughs> no, unfortunately not. I've never met him yet. I That's one person that I have never yet to meet. I had some little boy one time at a wrestling show come up and ask me if I was Hulk Hogan's grandmother. And I said, no, sorry. baby. I said, sorry. <laughs> I said, no. I said, I'm not old enough to be his grandma, but, you, know, and, you know, but um, I, I really love doing what I do, and, and I really, yeah. I mean, the wrestlers, they tell me, they say, oh, why did not you sit down and shut up, you crazy old woman, before you break a hip, <laughs> or don't you have a curfew at the nursing home, and I'm out here a wrestler one night in the nose. He said that to me, and I grabbed my keys out of my purse, and I threw my fist up in his face with my keys in my hand. I said, baby, I don't need no curfew. I got keys to the building. (laughs) I Uh, ran off screaming.
5: Well, it sounds (laughs) like uh, you're a great part of the shows up, man. That that, would be a lot of fun to work with.
1: He'd be be perfect at your shows, too. I'm yeah. going to have to get you to Arkansas. I'm going to have to get you down here to Arkansas for some of our wrestling shows. So oh, I would love but, to. I've um, never been to Arkansas. I'd love to. One of my, one of my questions I'd like to ask is, um, if you had a chance to have any kind of dream match, what kind mm. of match would you want it to be, and who would you want your opponent to be?
5: Well, uh i've been i've been fortunate enough that uh uh i've i've wrestled some of my favorites uh growing up some of the wrestlers i admired most growing up and um brutus brutus the barber beefcake was was one of my favorites when i was about ten or eleven wow. years old and so uh i was i was fortunate enough i got to tag team with him. Uh, one night uh, against the the Singh brothers that they, they just got released from WWE there uh recently. They they, they were Jinder malls guys there.
6: And mm-hmm. um,
5: so it was Beefcake and I against them and then and then and we lost. I attacked Beefcake after the bell and then we set up the match the next night and then Bruce Beefcake beat me with the sleeper and cut my hair. So it's, uh that was definitely one of those uh It was was pretty surreal, a pretty pretty cool moment for me. But besides uh, Brutus Beefcake, uh, my favorite wrestlers to watch were um, Shawn Michaels, uh, Bret Hart, Owen Hart, Ric Flair, um, Mr. Perfect. Uh, So it'd be, I'd say, uh, any one of those five would have been an absolute pleasure and a a privilege to to lock up with and. um, uh you know even just i uh, like you said you never got to meet hogan i hulk hogan and and rick flair are two guys I, I, I would have enjoyed shaking their hand at some point but never had the chance to meet them
2: uh scotty max our guest here we've got about the 16 minutes uh scotty i'm going to also introduce you to our third wheel uh we have uh mr johnson and uh he's uh always looking to uh uh, he's a great referee, and uh, if you're needing a referee, um, I'm going to bring him on. What do you got, Mr. Johnson? Go ahead, Scotty. Max, our guest. We got 16 minutes. Go ahead.
3: Hey, Scotty, how you doing?
5: I'm doing
2: really um,
3: well. Well, uh, let me ask you this: in that area up in Canada, there or British Columbia, have you ever yeah. had a chance to really? Meet up with Bret Hart anywhere, or yeah, even yeah. maybe
5: Bruce. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I was very fortunate. Um, uh, w- about two years into uh, wrestling, so it would have been about 2000. Must have been 2001 or 2002. There was a a pilot uh, filmed in Calgary called Matt Rats, and we had uh, we had Natalia, we had um, Harry Smith, uh, David Wood Jr., um, Teddy Hart, uh, Tyson Kidd, um, Renee Dupree, uh, um, there was myself, and then uh, they'd even brought in uh, Eric Bischoff and Jason Hervey were um, were supposed to be involved in it, and uh, it, it was supposed to be wrestling for like Saturday morning for for teenagers. So they had a very young roster. And it was on on that, uh, my time spent in Calgary then where where I had the privilege of of visiting the Hart House while Stu and Helen still lived there. And um, I got to go down to the dungeon and and, uh, while I didn't get stretched or anything by Stu, uh, I was, I I had the privilege of chatting with him in the kitchen. And um, he's quite, you know, quite old by that time, Um, but still very scary because uh, anybody that knows, you know, the, the, le- the legend of, of Stu Hart knows that, uh, he was dangerous into his eighties and, uh, he, he would say to me, he, he started tugging on my, my neck and my shoulder hey, buddy, and, uh, and, right. uh, and he, started, he started kind of pulling me in a little bit and, and, uh, I just at any moment I felt like he he was going to snatch me up and put me in some sort of submission, but um, he went easy on me and it didn't actually happen. But uh, uh, I, at 21 years old and quite fit, I certainly wasn't expecting to be uh, afraid of a, a man in his 80s. But with Stu Hart, uh, that's how it goes. Um, and then uh, as far as Brett goes. There was one year I was at I've I've been to Cauliflower Alley in Las Vegas, I think uh at least twice, maybe three times. And one of the years they were uh honoring um, Canadian wrestlers and Brett was there that year and um so got a nice big picture together of all the Canadian wrestlers that gathered and then uh two years ago in Vancouver, Bret Hart was doing his tour where he he you know basically does what McFoley does and what Jake Roberts does. They'll go around and they'll tell stories and take questions from the audience and so on. And, um, so we had one of those in Vancouver and, um, Brett's niece, Lindsay, uh, she's been, uh, in and around ECCW for a long time. Uh, she lives here in DC. And so, um, and, you know, she didn't make up for us. And, um, so Lindsay's been, been part of our social circle for, for quite a while. And, uh, Lindsey was cool enough to to get me some time spent with with Brett that night when he was in town. I got to chat with him and uh so it's as a young Canadian wrestler it's it's a pretty big deal to to have that uh uh close relationship um with people connecting to such a, a legendary family.
2: Right. Uh Scotty Max have here we got about uh, 12 minutes left. Go ahead, you have another questions?
3: Uh, I was gonna. I was gonna say I had the honor of meeting Bruce back in 2016 and had a oh, cool. three-hour conversation with him after setting up the ring for a Hall of Fame show down in Waterloo, Iowa that weekend.
0: Oh, that's
5: awesome! We got yeah, to Bruce the ring at, on. Uh, Bruce was at the can Am Show about three weeks ago. He was. He uh, showed up. He was in the back there um, when I was there. Uh, I'm not sure if there's if they're going to be working with him at all, but. Uh, uh, I've met Bruce several times over the years uh Ross as well Ross is always a uh, really good dude uh Smith before he died Smith's uh son Matt has been wrestling and um Matt's doing doing pretty well for himself I did the the Tony Candelo Northern Hell tour up in northern Manitoba with Matt Hart uh four or five years ago So the heart And, and uh, we the- there's more coming
2: and we've had a lot of uh, we've had a lot of the Hart uh, family members uh, on our show. Uh, we've had uh, Diana Hart, uh, of course, the British Bulldog's oh, yeah. widow. Yeah. We've had yeah. uh, we've had my favorite Julie Hart, Brett the Hitman Hartek's wife. Because Brett won't ever come oh. on my show, but that's a story for another uh-huh. time. <laughs> uh, we have Scotty Mack as our guest here. We have got about uh, ten minutes here left with uh, our buddy here. Uh, So now I'm going to ask you a few of the tougher questions. Uh, First question is, and we won't spend too much time on it, but, you know, we did have COVID, and it's kind of rearing its head again, but I think we're backing up on it again. Tell us, uh, how did uh, COVID affect you in your area? Did you have to blank out a lot of shows to a certain point? Uh, Did you have to postpone them and then reschedule them? Kind of take us through uh, how it affected
5: you. Well, the biggest thing was uh, that first lockdown uh, we had here in BC would have been uh, in March, I guess, March 2020, and uh, personally, that that affected me a lot because I hadn't wrestled since the previous July because of my torn ACL, and I was ready to return to the ring in April for our 24th anniversary show. Um, and I was going to get to team with uh, Dropkick Murphys, uh, one of my best friends, and then two of the guys that we admired a lot growing up uh, watching um, independent wrestling in our teens, which was the Ladies' Choice and the Rocket Randy Tyler. A um, couple guys we also did a movie called uh, Kayfabe, the movie with. So if any of you get the chance, it's on YouTube. Check out Kayfabe, the movie. Um, it's like kind of like the office but in pro wrestling and it's really well done. So you'll see some of the guys. Are you able to hook us there. up with him? Uh with uh the Lady's Choice? Or the yeah. Rock? I, I, I can see if either of them would be interested. Same thing with Dropkick Murphy, I can uh I, I can mention that. But yeah, we were all working on that movie together. It was back probably two thousand six or two thousand seven. So we were supposed to have that big match in April, and then also I was supposed to have a new me- uh, venue that we were debuting at in uh, March, uh, which I was really looking forward to. Um, so it was supposed to be a really big year for us, uh, and uh, of course th- uh, that didn't happen. And then um, the it was a few months later uh, the the whole speaking out uh, thing in wrestling what happened, uh, which um, you know uh obviously it's important to to uh to to rid the business of of people that 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 shouldn't be in there should that are hurting people and um uh there was some controversy with a former partner of mine uh that is is no longer with us because of that um so the the timing uh was uh if we're gonna look at the silver lining um we would have uh, there would have been some shows affected and, and canceled likely due to the controversy. So that took place during the lockdown, which um, I think uh, limited. Uh, it, we would have been a lot worse for wear if we had a bunch of buildings booked for shows and talent coming in. And, um, so we got through that. And then it's just been uh, about two months ago where I first ran uh, a family show uh, with a young student of mine, Um, uh, A couple of months ago And we did it outside So um, we didn't have The mandates and and Regulations affecting us Like as if we had tried to do A show inside And then um, Can-Am Wrestling uh, uh, Like I said I wrestled for them Two weeks ago, three shows in and around Calgary And um, It felt uh, Like things were back to normal so we're going to see, uh, you know, what, what they got in store for us in the new year, what sort of mandates and, and regulations and things. And um, if uh, if the mandates are something that I can work with, then I'm going to get, you know, ECCW going again. Um, uh, probably more quality over quantity. I'm not looking for a large number of shows, just more a, a smaller number of shows, but, but uh, bigger venues and... Uh, uh instead of you know putting putting the time and effort into to three or four shows over you know two or three months i'll it, be putting the effort into the one big one every every several months perhaps
2: and uh, any of your uh, new student wrestlers that you can hook us up with uh we'd uh like to give them their first shot i mean um, kenzie page of aew uh our first interview was her first interview with us was uh, her first interview in history was with us when she was 17 before she uh signed with AEW so uh you know I'm not saying that uh you know um well you know the uh super uh the writers from the different uh shows uh do listen to this show and I know that to be a fact uh and uh, one other, one last question here and I'll put it to you uh, and uh, before we do that, of course, uh, if our fans are listening, you go to our Off the Roast page like that. You go to Ken's 89.1 FM page on Facebook. Uh, you do a $10 uh, donation a month to uh, Ken's FM to help the station. Uh, we'll get you automatically qualified to win an autograph from a past guest, a future guest, or a current guest. And, uh, Scotty, would you be willing to send us a few autographs for giveaways when you can?
5: Yeah, happy to,
2: yep. Awesome, and I'll, I'll send you that information. And real quick here, we got about uh, four minutes, so we can get this in. If our fans want to check you out and see what you're doing, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. What do you got?
5: I got a lot of that. Uh, you could find me at uh, ECCW.com. Um, n- nothing new up there right now, but uh, you can follow us at ECCW on Twitter, uh, at Smack Wrestling on Twitter, <clears throat> at Smack Wrestling on. Uh, Instagram At ECCW Entertainment On Instagram And you can find ECCW and Scotty Mack on Facebook Um, uh, On YouTube Check us out ECCW Uh, Proudest example Of of our work uh, Would be our 12 ballroom brawl shows uh, The legendary Commodore Ballroom Here in Vancouver Uh, They were always uh, sold out They were always electric from start to finish And uh just really my proudest example of my body of work and everything I've put into uh, uh you know my whole life led to to those shows and I'm very very proud of the quality of them from start to finish and um so check those out and uh you you see with the Pacific Northwest is a lot of really uh impressive undiscovered talent um that's been uh uh owning their skills, uh, over the last several years. And, uh, you're going to see more than breakout, uh, you know, teams like the Boros twins came from here. The, um, the Singh brothers, the Bollywood boys, they came from here. Kyle O'Reilly, he came from here. Um, uh, Becky Lynch uh, spent a significant amount of time here on her way to the top. Uh, uh, we had Natalia Neidhart here. We had, um, <laughs> uh Daniel Bryan here uh several occasions before uh he went on um to uh WWE and AEW so uh we've got a lot of a lot of really really great uh I think that you'd consider undiscovered gems as far as uh, great matches and wrestlers go here in the Pacific Northwest and uh uh ECCW has been the standard bearer around here for a uh, quarter of a century
2: uh, Scotty, Max, our guest here. we got about, uh, we, we got just about a few minutes here before our next guest calls in. But uh, my final question to you, and I put it to all uh, independent wrestlers, a two-part question. Let's say that, uh, you know, I know you own your own company, but let's say that uh, you get a uh, you get a affiliate from AEW or the WWE that one of your shows and they like what you're doing and they tell you, hey, you know what, we're having tryouts at uh, such and such a time uh, and we'd like you to come try out. Two-part question. One, is that something you'd want to do? And two, if you do do that, and you get that big-time contract, would you not big-time us and still talk to
5: us? (laughs) I like that. That's a good question. Uh, I've always been pretty good at uh, remaining the same person, um, no matter my level of success. Uh, I'm not sure if if AEW or WWE is going to be knocking down my door. Anytime soon, I, I am getting be a bit older uh and uh wrestling um i i I love wrestling and i'm going to continue to for as long as i can as long as i am performing on a level that uh um that i'm proud of uh and uh i always want my matches to be uh you know in, in contention for the match of the night and so if i was uh if I was able to produce uh, what AEW wanted, what WWE wanted, I would jump at the chance. Otherwise, I have a great time uh, wrestling independently, and uh, like I said, that's led to a lot of, of movies and, and television and commercials. So I've got a, a big movie coming out uh, called Redirect. Uh, it'll be on uh, streaming services sometime in the next few months. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, it's my first uh, role.
2: That's awesome. Uh well I'll tell you what, we do appreciate uh you taking time out of your schedule to be with us tonight and uh we would like to have you on again and anybody that you can uh hook us up with, um, um we would definitely like to uh have you back on uh with
5: us and to do that. Awesome. Well yeah, there's a bunch of uh uh a bunch of guys that uh especially the guys I recently met at can uh one province over there in in and around calgary they got a a bunch of guys with a lot to say and a lot of potential there and uh so i'm I'm definitely I'll let them know about you guys and uh and and send you some names or maybe send your info to them and uh we'll go from there
2: and also let' them know if they appear on the show they will get a cool guest card that they've never seen before that'll be awesome. Right on.
5: Well yeah, I'll show them mine and they'll want one themselves.
2: All right, take care, bud. Thanks for joining us.
5: All right, thanks very much. Have a great night. Very much.
2: All right. Okay, I'll tell you what, our next guest is in the wing here. We're gonna take a quick little timeout. We'll be back in about sixty seconds.
0: As a non-commercial
4: radio station, Ken's FM survives in large part by the generosity of listeners like you, who value public radio and have become a member. Your donation continues to allow us to support local artists and musicians and play the music you want to hear, not what advertisers think we should play. It enables us to broadcast feature story news so you can hear the news, not opinions. Public radio doesn't have an agenda. We're not in the business of pushing our point of view. Our mission is simple. Reflect your interests, not the interests of some corporation. If you believe that having an independent, non-commercial, public radio station in your community is a good idea, become a member now. Find out how by visiting our website at www.kensfm.com. And remember, independence has a cost. And it's as little as $10 a month.
2: Great uh, music that Ken's FM on 89.1 can uh, bring on. So uh, what we're going to do here real quick is we're going to go ahead and bring our next uh, guest out here. And he is about to step out of the green room and walk down the aisle and step right into the ring. And he is going to uh, bring the interview against the lawless. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Jake Lawless. Hey,
6: this is flawless Jake Lawless. And you're listening to the Attitude Area live on 89.1 Ken FM. I'm with your host. Ooh, excuse me with your host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hulkster.
2: Awesome. Jake, Wallace is our guest here, we've got about uh, 27 Everybody. minutes here. Uh, here's what we're going to do here, Jake. If you want to give us a little background about yourself, then I'll ask you a few questions, then we'll do a roundtable, and then we'll come back to me and I'll ask you the tougher questions. Perfect. Go ahead. Give us All a little right. background.
6: All right. Uh, Wallace, Jake Wallace was my name. Um uh, I started wrestling about six years ago. A little promotion ran by my uncle, uh, USA Championship Wrestling. Uh, And I actually started training under uh, the headliner, Chris Michaels. Uh, Just started, I mean, getting in the ring more and more and kept having matches. And, I mean, now I'm on National Live TV. I've been on some other uh, broadcasted shows, radio, all kinds of good stuff.
0: That's
2: awesome uh Jake Wallace our guest here we got about uh, 25 minutes here uh so I'm kind of curious in your in your wrestling style uh are you more of a uh a high flyer like a brain Mysterio Are you a technical wrestler like a Bret Hart or are you just a brawler like a Stone Cold Steve Austin what is your style
7: man
6: I've got a good mix uh as I grew up uh I wrestled amateur style uh my whole upbringing and then um so i got a good technical side but i also throw a lot of the high flyer stuff in there but man i've been in there with some brutes i've had a brawl with Uh, so i mean i've got a good mixture of all of it and i can hang with the best in each aspect and style
2: so with that being said are you more of a baby face a heel an in-betweeny are you a crowd guy
6: Man, uh, so originally, I was one of the biggest babyfaces known, Uh, and I mean, the crowd absolutely loved me, Uh, and even before I started wrestling, I was a referee, and the crowd loved me, so babyface just came naturally, and it was about two, three, uh, three years ago, probably, uh, I actually turned heel, and man, it went over great, everybody was hating me. And uh, nowadays, I mostly wrestle here, but uh, a couple promotions bring me in as baby face as I still got that, you know, good charm and charisma.
2: Well, this is going to be interesting. Uh, we have uh, the Lawless one himself, uh, and he is Jake. And, Granny, he's a heel. We got 24 minutes. <laughs> what do you have for our heel? Go ahead.
0: Well,
1: I, you know, I don't like the heels. I I can talk <laughs> some pretty good smack, and I'm not afraid to get in your face and tell you what I think as a wrestling fan that I am.
6: Oh, absolutely! So I think I'd have a, a lot
1: fan? of fun. I th- I would have a lot of fun playing with you at a wrestling show. I need to get you to Arkansas and come wrestle in Arkansas. I think I think you would have a lot of fun at some of our shows in Arkansas.
6: Oh, absolutely. That's actually a state I haven't hit. I've been up in Kentucky, Missouri, Illinois, and, of course, all over Tennessee and even some of them southern states. But Arkansas was always one I did want to hit. And, I mean, I would well, love. I can, get,
1: I, I can get you connected with the right people. <laughs> so, you know,
6: and and she'll mean, bake like you cookies said, I, or hit
1: I, you with her cane. I'm not, not, a, cane. Wrestler. I, I'm not <laughs> a wrestler. No, I wouldn't hit him with my cane, not unless he gave me a really good reason to. <laughs> No, I'm sure but, you could um, find a
3: reason
1: to Granny. Oh yeah. I mean, I've I, I mean, I'm sure I could. Too, I, that's for sure. Yeah, I, 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 I'm sure I could too. But uh, you know, I like I said, I, I've had a, I have a lot of friends that wrestle in Tennessee. So um, you probably know, maybe some of my friends that wrestle in Tennessee. I don't know, but <laughs> uh, so, I guess one of my questions to you is. Um, if you had a chance to have any kind of dream match, what kind of match would you want it to be, and who would you want your opponent to be? Talking wrestlers today on the end. It doesn't matter. Or... I mean, it doesn't. It it doesn't matter.
6: Oh, that'd be a tough one. Um, but uh, <clears throat> uh, I would love uh, if I could actually be heel against that prime rock back in the day when he was i mean talking just perfect big baby face big over and nope actually i take that completely back jeff hardy and the tables ladders and chairs match i completely take that oh, back. Wow. Nope. yeah man absolutely growing up i loved the hardy boys as a tag <laughs> team uh, me and my cousin hayden actually would uh as kids be jumping off the furniture onto each other uh Gave our mothers heart attacks, but we become we were the Hardy boys absolutely loved it. Yeah, it would definitely have to be Jeff Hardy, and if it could be a tag match with both the Hardy brothers, I mean that'd be even better. But that would definitely be my dream match.
1: That would be awesome. Now I have another question, being that you know you you know you wrestled in Tennessee, I'm sure you're probably familiar with the name the Golden Boy Greg thing.
6: Absolutely, I do know that name. Um, Well, when
1: he wrestled for traditional championship wrestling, when they used to do TV tapings in Arkansas, because I'm still on a lot of those old episodes, they still show the old reruns on the Little Rock TV area on television. And to this day, they quit running in 2013. And I'm on a lot of those episodes because I had a, actually one of my other Granny Holster shirts that I wear. It says Granny Holster Queen of TCW. I had a friend make that shirt for me. And I'm on a lot of those TV tapings. So if you ever come across a YouTube video and see a lady in a yellow shirt, this is Granny Holster on it. That's me. It's <laughs> time you, you Yeah, because, because when Greg wrestled. For TCW, he was always the heel, and I called him Golden Girl.
6: (laughs) Oh, my gosh, that is too funny. I've actually not heard that anyone say that about Greg Anthony. That is a good one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we we had Chris Masters one time at TCW, and Greg Anthony came out and, you know, he was running his mouth to Chris, and, you know, Chris was going to put him in the master lock and everything. And and I started the chant of golden girl and everybody was chanting it, and, you know, and Chris has, you know, got his hand up to his ear and listening. And he kind of tapped Greg on his shoulder. He said, man, I don't know if you know this or not, but they're calling you golden girl. I used to make posters. I used to make posters for the show, you know, and I had it decorated with flowers and everything. And I, Golden Girl, yeah, I used to call him. I used to call him Golden Girl. Now I have never met Greg's grandmother. Rose, the one they call Golden Granny. I would love to meet that lady sometime. I want to go to one of Greg's shows in Tennessee. Now, I know in Tennessee, Greg wrestles with baby face, so I would have to cheer for him there. And I have cheered for Greg at some other promotions, but when he was with DCW, I always booed him, and I always gave him grief, and I was called him Golden Girls. So next time you talk to Greg, Anthony, you can say, Hey, Greg, I talked to one of your friends on a podcast. <laughs> the other
0: night her name was Granny
6: Holster. <laughs> oh my god. But I, I he, definitely he, have to mention that to him.
2: Uh Jake Waldis
1: yeah, is our I, guest here.
6: We
2: got about nineteen minutes. Uh we gotta we, we gotta take a quick little time out. We gotta pay a few bills and then we'll be right back. All righty. And we are back here with the Wallace one, Jake Wallace. we got about 16 minutes. Uh, Jake, I'm going to quick introduce you to our uh, third wheel here. We have uh, Mr. Johnson, and uh, he's a referee. I don't know if you've ever had any brawls with a referee, but we're going to bring him on. He's going to ask you a question or two. Go ahead. What do you got? How's it going, Wallace? Pretty good. Uh.
6: Pretty good.
3: Who in your time down there in the south would you want to face if you had the chance, would you want to face somebody like say Jeff Jarrett or maybe The Undertaker?
6: I mean, out of those two, uh it's funny, uh I've actually uh rest several of Jeff Jarrett's uh matches, him and uh Karen both actually. Um, but I'd rather totally The Undertaker over Jarrett any day uh, Having a match with The Undertaker would be You know, I mean, it's a dream Because you see him on TV as a kid Of course it would be Jarrett But out of two, Undertaker would definitely take that one And uh, that's, I mean, just the status of who he was What he's done for his business And, uh, I mean, he's it's, it's such a great character nonetheless, too
3: Right, that that character of its uh, on its own has been the test of time for many, and of course he obviously would still be at the top of anything.
0: Oh, absolutely! Um,
3: if you had a chance to take on any trainer that is out there in within the states. Would you want to face Mr. Anderson or, let's say, mm, Booker T?
6: Arne Anderson or Booker T, and face him?
3: Uh... Ah,
1: no, 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 no. <laughs>
6: Hold up. Let me rephrase that. Let me
3: rephrase that. I I'm, right. When I'm saying Mr. Anderson... I'm referring to the Minnesota Academy's own oh. Mr. Ken oh.
6: Anderson.
3: Mr. Kennedy.
0: Oh.
6: Yes. Oh. Or Booker T. Oh. Probably Booker T. I think I would have a really good match with him, uh, especially him from back in the day when he was prime. Oh, uh yeah, King Booker was it. <laughs> that would have been it. That would have been some fun too. We could have drawn um, hell with it. I what I, I can,
3: can see. It. Okay, okay. I I can, but I can see you versus Mr. Anderson, Ken Anderson. That would be a, a testament right there. That Ken Anderson's a really good worker. He's oh
0: absolutely. got a really top
3: school coming out of Minnesota right now. And I think it would be an interesting match, just you and, you and Ken in a match.
6: I can definitely see that, too, and I don't mean to take away from them. Uh, and I think we could. I mean, I, and that's the thing. I guess I may be a little egotistical here, but I, I can pull a pretty good match with about anybody, and they're both talented individuals. But I guess it would be more of which one the dream match would be. But I guarantee, yeah, me and Ken could great, create some great magic in the ring. That's for sure.
3: Oh, of course. I mean, um, I've known Ken since what, 2003, and right. I've I've seen him work quite a few matches, and uh, I think the the two of you put putting on a match would be one heck of a show.
2: Uh Jake Wallace is our guest here. We've got about uh, twelve minutes here with uh, Jake. One thing I uh I, I'm gonna ask you first so I can get this in and then I'll ask you the other questions. But uh you know with uh with your, your you know your tenure in the business we all know that uh Starting out as as an independent wrestler, everybody's goal is to make it to the big time, the big dance, as they say. So here's a two-part question for you. If you uh, had a chance, uh, like someone from AEW or WWE uh, or Ring of Honor even, they come up to you after a show that you're at, and they say, you know, we're going to have a a tryout at such and such a time at this place, and we'd like you to come uh, try out for us two-part question. One, is that something you'd want to do? And if you do get that big-time contract, because we know you got the drive to do it, would you not big-time us and still talk to us? All
6: right. So, uh, part one, uh, absolutely, if any of those companies called, and uh, even Impact, or uh, I even thought about New Japan uh, going overseas, but, uh, yeah, absolutely, if any of them called, I'd Absolutely. I mean, that's the goal, is to get that contract. Uh, that's what I'm working for. And um, part two, but I remember some of these, I mean, not just y'all, but the other small-timers. Absolutely. Uh, I actually, uh, I grew up little farm town all the way in Iowa. I mean, it wasn't no big hot shot. I was a little more sporty and athletic at school. But uh, even some of those good friends that I've kept back then, uh, I still talk to to this day. Uh, The people I've helped out throughout the years. And, uh, I mean, some people, I mean, they do see it like I've already made it. Uh, And, I mean, of course, in the business, we know I'm not at the top level. But all my friends see it like I'm doing something amazing. And, uh, I mean, they all think it's cool that they, hey, we know that professional wrestler and it's, not just like, hey, I know yeah. him, but, I mean, I talk, converse. I mean, I mean it's all just the same.
2: Uh, Jake Lawless, our guest here. we got about, uh, we got about uh, 10 minutes left with uh, Jake. So my next question is, you know, uh, we've been, uh, you know, talk about COVID a little bit, and we're not going to spend too much time on it, but uh, kind of take us through how COVID affected you in your region, uh, whether you had to uh, – have a lot of shows that were postponed or canceled that will be made up if you had to blank your schedule out to a certain point uh, or uh, basically how did it impact you?
6: Oh, well, I mean, it shut everything down in the wrestling business for a good little while. uh, And especially in the indie world, Uh, of course, major promotions, they still did TV, but they were crowdless forever. Um, But in my personal life, uh, it got so bad there for a while. I mean, without being able to do what I love to do and what I make a living off of, I had to go and get a regular job for the time being, just part-time. And, I mean, it did put a good strain on my life. So once all those bookings were gone, uh, I mean, I had to depend on a different source of income. But in the independent world... uh, I was probably one of the first, one of the very few first workers to get back into wrestling and be able to start running consecutively. And, of course, I mean, the pay came down a little bit, but that's because COVID had killed the crowd so much. We had to follow regulations and, you know, space the people out. Uh, Buildings were at half capacity. I mean, it it was definitely rough. But, I mean, it's getting back to the point. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a change in it a little bit, but you don't notice it as much,
7: I'd say.
2: Uh, Jake Lawless, our guest here. We've got about uh, eight minutes. Now, uh, we got a little bit of assignment for all our fans here. If you go to our Facebook page, Off the Rope, you like that. You go to 89.1 Ken's FM on Facebook, like that. And, uh do a donation, $10 a month for Ken. Uh, we'll get you automatically qualified for our December giveaway. Uh, you can win an autograph from past guests, future guests, or a current guest. And, uh, Jake, would you be willing to send us a few autographs for some giveaways On uh, so we can help us out with that?
6: Absolutely, yeah. I got a few different pictures. Uh, I'm definitely down to sign them up. And I believe I got the address, and uh, I can send them over. Uh, I ain't doing nothing too major tomorrow. I can get that done then. So All right and then
2: um uh, oh go ahead sorry
6: No I was just going to say shouldn't it be too long before those will reach you
2: Awesome and uh also we uh, we want to let everybody know that uh if you like what we're doing here uh you'll uh you'll you'll love helping out Ken uh, we're going to take a quick little 60 second uh break and we'll be right back to you after these words from Ken's FM mm <clears throat> And just think how that $10 a month will go to keep the great content you're listening to on 89.1 Ken's FM here in Fargo, North Dakota. So uh, I'm I'm going to ask the Lawless one here. If our fans wanted to check you out and see what you're doing, uh, do you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok? What do you got?
6: Uh, I got Facebook. Uh, that fan page is flawless, Jake Lawless. Uh, and my regular page is just Jake Lawless. You can find both of those. Uh I have Instagram, Saint Lawless, Jake Lawless, and my Twitter is at Jake Lawless seventeen. And of course I got Snap and all that and you can find all my social media on any one of those. And they uh open, do
2: you Now uh you know if you if you know if you know it, um do you have uh, do you have any big events coming up that uh, that you want to talk about? That uh, maybe you're going for a title or uh, you're going to seek some revenge from one of those uh, uh, devious guys that uh, you've been chasing for a while.
6: Um. Well, I mean, you can always catch me uh, Thursdays live on Fight TV for Ohio Valley Wrestling. Uh, airs at uh, seven p.m. No. 6 p.m. central time. And um it's also on Roku and all that. Uh you can find that on my social media. I share that. And uh man, I mean the titles are up up there, but uh there's another promotion here in Tennessee, uh TCW, it's uh Tennessee Championship Wrestling. Uh they just a uh, brand new promotion. Uh they started when my uh, the last promotion uh recently left but um up there they got a tournament going for the newly introduced uh Tennessee Championship heavyweight title and uh I'm actually already qualified. They're still doing a couple more little tournament runs but I'm in the running for that. Uh next show is this Saturday night, eight PM at the Dixon County Fairgrounds in Tennessee. And uh
2: so this is obviously going to be an outdoor event. Uh, uh, isn't, it, isn't it going to be a little cold to be doing uh, events this time oh, of year? no. Outside? No.
6: Uh, these, yeah, these are inside events. They're heated and AC-cooled buildings. Uh, I mean, they're temperature-controlled, absolutely.
2: Awesome. Uh, Jake Lawless, I guess, here, we've got about uh, three minutes left with uh, the Lawless one. So uh, we also want to... Uh, you know, take uh, time to ask you, Jake, if uh, if there's anybody that uh, you could hook us up with uh, that we can have as future guests, uh, you know, that uh, you think would uh, be an interesting interview, we'd love you to, uh, if you could hook us
6: up with them. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know a few uh, great
4: characters.
6: Uh, I mean, Chris Michaels, have you heard of him from Kentucky? He's been here, there, everywhere. Uh, I know a few other great candidates too uh i could actually um i mean you got my contact information Uh, you can hook up and i can send you people's ways absolutely
2: awesome well i'll tell you what jake we do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to be with us tonight you're awesome and uh we're uh we thank you so much for all you do, and we'd like to have you back on again, especially, like, if you got a title that you're going for that you want to get uh, our fans in your area uh, to pack the place so they can come cheer you on.
6: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I'd love to do it again. I mean, I wish we had a little more time. I could tell you some great <coughs> stories, too. Uh, but we'll have to save for another
1: time, I guess. Hey, well, Jay, what we'll do is we'll, I wanted uh, to share something – Can can I share something with him Really quick Um, We're going to be doing uh, My friends at Mid-States Wrestling In Harrison, Arkansas Space Cowboy Jason Jones Runs that promotion Uh, And they're going to be doing A tribute show To beautiful Bobby Eaton On November 20th In Harrison at Mid-States
6: November 20th I have to check my calendar I'm not sure if I have that booked yet or not but um I definitely 'cause I know Greg's Jason.
1: gonna be I know I, I know Greg's gonna be there. I believe Greg Anthony's gonna be there.
6: yeah, uh, Jason actually um uh he came and wrestled for my uncle, uh Bert Prentice, Uh yeah several
1: times. Oh Bert was your uncle. I was so sorry about hero never his, his passing.
6: Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh I mean that's been pretty tough and tragic. Um, I didn't try slipping it in earlier, but yeah, my uncle's company, uh, that ended with him, and that's why that TCW is started now. But uh, yeah, Bert was my flesh and blood. Uh, he's actually how I got into the business. Um, I uh, grew up in Iowa, came down here just helping him out, and he kind of snuck me in there. I mean, but it all just came natural. and now, I'm isn't interested. Casey
1: Gold? Isn't he like over that Tennessee championship wrestling now?
6: Yes, he is.
1: That's what I—that's right. what I, had re- I thought I had read because I—I know Casey Gold too, so you know. But um, yeah, that I, I have a lot of friends that wrestle in Tennessee, so yeah, we're definitely—I'm definitely, right. definitely going to have to work on getting you to um, Arkansas for some wrestling shows, my friend. <laughs>
6: Oh, absolutely. That sounds like some fun. I'd love to stretch out head out that way. I tried getting a hold of the Jason about it a while back, uh, but I'll have to hit him up again tell him I heard from you on a podcast with you. Tell,
1: tell him you talked to Granny Holkster on a podcast. <laughs> oh,
6: my gosh. That just get my And way, even better yeah.
2: yet, let her know that uh, uh, she uh, said that you can borrow uh, her cane for the next cane on a pole match. <laughs> right.
1: Hey, the All last right, well, CCW, sh- the last traditional championship wrestling show that we did um, in Fort Smith, Arkansas, Tommy Dreamer used my cane on Matt Riviera during that match.
6: Oh, my gosh. I've actually worked with both of those guys. Great guys. I haven't seen Matt Rio- Riviera's Tommy Dreamer in, oh, mm-hmm. years now. Crazy. Awesome. Well, well great I'll tell you what, you Jake. On our show. We, we
2: thank you so much, perfect. Jake, and uh we, we will definitely get you on again.
6: Perfect, perfect. Thanks for having me on, you guys. You guys have a great night.
2: All right. The lawless one, Jake Lawless, ladies and gentlemen. Uh we're gonna take a quick little uh timeout before uh our next guest uh appears. Uh we'll be back in about sixty seconds.
0: As a
4: non-commercial radio station, Ken's FM survives in large part by the generosity of listeners like you, who value public radio and have become a member. Your donation continues to allow us to support local artists and musicians and play the music you want to hear, not what advertisers think we should play. It enables us to broadcast feature story news so you can hear the news, not opinions. Public radio doesn't have an agenda. We're not in the business of pushing our point of view. Our mission is simple. Reflect your interests, not the interests of some corporation. If you believe that having an independent, non-commercial, public radio station in your community is a good idea, become a member now. Find out how by visiting our website at www.kenzfm.com. and remember, independence has a cost. And it's as little as $10 a month.
2: Doing, go ahead, send a donation, $10 a month. It goes a long way. Uh, you know, uh, save, on, uh, save on a cappuccino once a month and uh, throw Ken some love. So uh, real quick here, we're going to bring our next guest out, and uh, this is going to be really good. And ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. About to enter the stage on the bright lights. He is a very funny individual, and he's going to spread some of that comedy with us right now. He is Bob Levy.
7: What's up? How you doing tonight?
2: <laughs> Good. What's going on, my man?
7: Uh nothing. Just watching the end of uh, the football game. Chicago and Pittsburgh It's getting exciting finally.
2: <laughs> uh oh, yeah, that's right. That's why uh, Big Swing is uh, not with us tonight because he's uh. He's running a Monday Night Football in that bar he owns. So, uh, you know, right. uh, apparently everybody's got to get their priorities straight, apparently. So that's <laughs> So here's what we're going to do, Bob. If, uh, if you want to do that quick little liner for us, and then I'm going to uh, uh, have you give us a little background, and we'll have some fun with the roundtable conversation.
7: All right, the liner. Okay, let me see how I can get that on the phone. I'm not good at this stuff. Hold on.
2: Well, it is technology. We know that.
7: All right. I think I got it. Hold on a second. All right. Sure. Hold on. I can put on speaker.
0: Sure.
7: Okay. And I can't read either, so here we go. Hey, this is Bob Levy. You're listening to The Attitude Era, live on 89.1, Ken's FM, with your host. The icon, the big swing and grainy holster.
2: All right. And uh, here's what we're going to do, Bob. If you want to give us a quick little background about yourself, and then uh, we're going to have some fun. I'll ask you a few questions, and we'll do a roundtable, and then I'll come back to me, and then we'll ask you the tougher questions.
7: Well, a little about me. I've been a comedian since, like, uh, 1988. Uh, Started on radio in, like, uh, 2000 with Kid Chris then got on Howard Stern for a while, Opinion Anthony and every other radio station. It's been a lot of fun. And it's good to be back doing it again.
2: Now, uh in your uh in your time as a comedian, uh have you uh and we'll we'll talk about this uh uh after we ask a few questions, but what has been um you know, you mentioned being on Howard Stern. That had to have been a thrill. But is that to, to date your biggest uh, thing, being on Howard Stern? Or what would you say is your biggest uh, thing that you've accomplished besides being on our show?
7: Well, besides being on your show, I would say Howard Stern. It's just, it was the biggest show on radio, you know. So uh, that's like, for a comedian, that's the dream, you know what I mean? You're not being on... Uh, a late night talk show it doesn't do what it used to do, so to be on howard that was that was the main thing you wanted to get and it was a blast
2: and uh being a being a stand up comedian, you've obviously uh played a lot of clubs in your time uh, mm-hmm. by estimate, how many different clubs would you say that you've appeared at?
7: It's hard I couldn't even count I don't even think of that it's like it's like crazy, you can't even remember. I couldn't even remember where I was two weeks ago, put it that way. You know? <laughs> uh, Bob Levy's, got, yeah, uh
2: Bob Levy's our guest here. We got Bob Lee's our guest here. We got about uh, thirty three minutes here with Bob. Now, uh you did you always start out as a uh a, as a headliner or uh did you have to work your way up to becoming a headliner?
7: Well basically uh, after like two years I started headlining and uh you know, it kind of went a little back and forth. I middle sometimes, but mostly headline. I only had like 25 minutes. So the other two people had to do more time because I was just like, I was kind of new, but, uh, I guess I was doing pretty good at the beginning.
2: So when you, uh, when you, when you were on your first show, uh, that you ever did, uh, mm-hmm. the, the nerves had to been, you know, you had to be, you had to been rattling. You had to been shaking, So, uh, when you set out on the stage on your first show, or they called you up from the back to come up to your first show, what is going through your mind during the first, during your first show? And uh, if you were nervous, what uh, was your technique to uh, kind of conquer those nerves?
7: Well, the first time, it, it's terrifying. You know what I mean, and uh, you just you don't you you're kind of losing your mind before you go on. You're making yourself crazy, but, I mean, thank God for alcohol because that's the only thing that can really uh, calm you down at that point. It's just, it's crazy, to be, and and you still feel it to this day. If you don't feel a little nervous or whatever, then you're in the wrong business because every show's important, and, uh, you know, you have to have some kind of nervousness. Otherwise, you really don't care, I don't think.
2: Uh, Bob Levy's our guest here. We've got about thirty min minute, Thirty-one minutes here. Here's what we're going to do, Bob. Uh, we're going to do a little roundtable, and then we're going to come back to me, and I'm going to ask you a few tougher questions. But we're going to start with uh, Granny. Uh, uh, Granny loves the the comedians, especially when they're they're funny. Uh, go ahead, Granny. What do you got for our guest, Bob Levy? Go ahead.
1: Well, um, what made you decide you wanted to become a comedian? I mean, I know. There's a lot of great comedians out in this world, and everything. Mm-hmm. And do you? I mean, did you have somebody that you looked up to, or that you idolized? You know, growing up, you like, you know, comedians that you watched. You know, you know, before mm-hmm. you decided you wanted to get get into this type of business.
7: Well, actually, I. I really didn't look up to anybody or anything. I, it's crazy how I got in this business. I mean, I used to play in bands and that. And then, uh, I, in the bar, we used to hang out in a local bar. My job was to make fun of people. We didn't know. So they would fight us, And I guess I was pretty good at that. And I used to just bust balls with them. And, uh, Afterwards my friend said to me one time, you should try comedy, you're pretty funny. And uh Jackie the Joke Man from the Howard Stern show had an open mic in West Orange at Rascals, so we started going down there every Tuesday. But it was just it was just I, I got lucky to get into business. We were Howard Stern fans and uh I just whatever from just busting balls on people that we didn't know. It went from there.
2: Wow. Uh, Bob Levy is our guest here. We've got about uh, 29 minutes. Um, now, I don't know if you ever uh, dealt with any – you obviously probably don't deal with many referees in your biz- line of business, but uh, we do have uh, our, our our third host here. Uh, he's Mr. Johnson, mm-hmm. and uh, what do you got for our guest here? Go ahead. Oh, well, Mr. Levy, how are you doing tonight?
7: How are you? Doing good.
3: I'm doing great. Um who are some of the
0: uh,
3: best comedians you've worked with on the time on the road,
7: aside from being well, one yourself? I mean, some of the like the the funniest act that I've ever seen, and I think a lot of comedians might agree, is Otto and George Otto Peterson. He was uh, he had a puppet, and he passed away a few years back, but it was nothing there was nothing like him. I mean, it was just, it was, it was, uh, brutal humor, but there was, he was a great writer at doing it. And to have the puppet do it, it was just amazing how people get mad at the puppet, not him. It it was, it was was the craziest thing. You got to check out his stuff on YouTube. Uh, Otto and George, you'll, you'll be dying.
3: Right. Um, have you uh ever done anything like like Louie Anderson in the process of your time
7: no no i get- I don't get to work with you know a ton of headliners because you know if we're both headlining, we're never really gonna work together unless they double mm-hmm. headline a show or something like that. so you know it's like and i I don't get to see a lot like I'm not one of those people that you know I'm off I'm gonna go see comedy or or listen to it. I, I just I'm, i I just want to keep it in my own head of what I'm doing. And it seems to work right. better for me like that than watch other people. Because you never wanna you never want to try to be like somebody else or you hear something and you don't realize that you heard it, you know. So there's no reason to yeah. kinda of listen to people.
3: I can understand that. So you don't want to feel like your shoulders are down on the mat being counted the three
7: yeah I mean, I just like doing what I like to do. I don't really care what anyone else is doing. you know it's uh I love the business, but it's like I gotta do uh you know what I think the people like out there and wanna see live and uh I don't like look to see what they're liking or whatever it's it's just it just wouldn't work that way for me,
2: right. Uh, Bob Levy's our guest here. We have got about uh, 20, twenty-six minutes here with uh, Bob. So now we're going to ask you. Uh, I'm going to ask you a few uh, uh, audience uh, questions, and uh, maybe you can uh, help uh, fill in uh, some of the blanks for some of the questions that uh, that are uh-huh. coming in. Now, uh, you know, there's there's obviously clean comedy and uh, sketch comedy, uh-huh. and there's raunchy comedy. Uh, and, of course, you know, we got to keep everything PG, but uh, is there a certain style that you prefer over the others?
7: I, I just prefer to say whatever I want, and, you know, whatever happens, happens. I mean, I see the audience. I see what they're going for before, but, I mean, if, if you know what you're doing, I mean, you can go as clean as you want or as dirty as you want, and you're going to be fine as long as you know what you're doing. You know, there's no... There's no limit to where comedy should be able to go, and i and I just don't there... like when people get offended by it. they're never offended when somebody clean isn't funny, you know what I mean or if they they don't get offended by a, somebody that's clean, that's not funny, you know what i mean they they don't never say they just figure, oh, that's the way it, he didn't offend me, but it offends me that he's not funny. you know what I mean I don't get it i don't I don't get the way people think anymore.
2: Now, is there? Is, do you have a preference uh, to uh, whether you do like a large venue with five thousand people or a smaller venue with say like two to two to three hundred
7: people? Well, it's all different kinds, you know what I mean. You want to do, yeah, sure. I'd love to do five thousand. Like I'm just getting back in again, you know. It would it would be amazing to do five thousand. It'd be amazing to do a thousand, you know. But you know, you got to see what the market is. People still not going out because the The corona, uh, you know, they're still worried about it. There's still people canceling that, you know, somebody in their family got it or something like that. So it's still tough for the business. It's still, like, slow behind of what it it should have been.
2: And uh, what what, kind of – that brings me to my next question. Well, We we won't spend too much time on it. We'll kind of touch on it a little bit. But, uh, you know, you mentioned COVID. Uh, how did that affect you, um, and uh, did you have a lot of shows that got canceled? Did you have shows that just got postponed that you're going to go back to? Uh, kind of take us through a little bit of how it affected your career.
7: I mean, it was getting, like, I was just really starting to get back into the business again. And, you know, after a car accident years ago, but now I was ready to go back full time. I was filling up the schedule, boom, everything hit, everything's gone. And, you know, basically... You know, they always say they're going to reschedule, but it's gone. It's it's basically starting over again, you know. And then we were doing shows with basically you play in in front of cars in parking lots. And I did that twice. And I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm just going to wait it out until or whatever I can do. But it's like, you know, comedy comedy's set to be a certain way in a venue with good lighting, everything, people sitting around each other. And it just doesn't work any other way,
2: well, let's also talk a little bit about uh your well your upcoming schedule how many uh uh do you have a lot of shows booked up from now until the end of the year, or did you are you waiting till uh twenty twenty two to uh fill your schedule?
7: Well I'm starting to fill it in now i mean it's it's getting there it's got like you know i gotta fill in more in uh in December, but like I got stuff in February already. So now I'm going full force again, so I'm just gonna, you know, continue to march in that and just go and get myself like six months ahead of myself. So
2: what is your um what what uh what when is the, your next big performance that you're gonna do? Uh is it like this weekend, next weekend, uh couple days? What what's your what's your upcoming schedule like?
7: Well in on the uh the Friday after Thanksgiving I'll be working with Kevin Brennan. We're doing uh something in Coscob, Connecticut. And then that Saturday we're in Scranton at the Scranton Comedy Club. So that'll be fun. And then, you know, we we're starting to do some stuff. Me and him in February. We got a whole bunch of gigs. And uh do you ever yeah.
2: uh do you ever get uh, close to uh uh like my area here in uh, North Dakota or uh like Randy's area in Arkansas or, like, in uh, Mr. Andrew, uh, Mr. Johnson's uh, uh, area down there in uh, the the Twin Cities in Minnesota. Do you, do you ever uh, – will you ever be getting close to us uh, that you might know of that we can come check you out?
7: No, I don't have any place there. I've actually never been to those places, you know, but I'd like to, you know. It's been like – I haven't been on the road for, like, five years. I've been to Florida a couple times, but – now I'm ready to hit out there again and get over. I did do Vegas uh a couple weeks ago and uh Reno. So I'm starting to get back on the road.
2: Well, wh- that that brings me to my next question then. You know, uh uh I got married here about uh well, a month and a month and two weeks ago actually. And uh Nice. Uh at uh, my wedding, it's the only wedding that uh, according to the venue it's the only uh wedding that they've ever seen where there was a comedy show and where there was an actual uh celebrity roast uh, I got roasted at my own wedding uh, and of course I asked for it which you know makes sense uh-huh. but uh you know we had uh, the comedian Brian Swinehart. uh, uh he can he uh he came out uh, under his own accord to do a show for a private show for uh for uh our my wedding my I guess my question is, and then uh, there's going to be a club opening up here. I can't reveal the name right now. But, uh, you know, if they're looking for uh, comedians, uh, would I be able to throw them your name and try and get you booked here?
7: Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, I definitely want to get out everywhere again, you know. So as long as it's good, we're coming. You know, that's the way I look at it.
2: You know, I uh, – you know I, I do have a little uh, stand up comedy and uh you know in my uh, in my veins a little bit uh you know I, I did put out a, uh, a a comedy album several years ago that went uh, it went aluminum you know there was no gold for this guy It went aluminum uh, apparently big swing is out there <laughs> uh uh, we have uh, Bob Levy as our guest here, and uh, we got a little assignment for our uh, listeners here. If you go to our Off the roads page, you like that. You go to uh, 89.1 Ken's FM Facebook page, you like that. Uh, throw Ken's FM a donation, $10 a month. will get you qualified to win an uh, autograph, picture or some memorabilia from our past guests, future guests, or current guests. Uh, you know, Bob, I'll understand if you uh, turn us down for this, but would you be willing to uh, uh, throw us a few autographs for some giveaways?
0: Yeah,
7: yeah. I don't know what to sign. I don't have headshots anymore. <laughs> they only use, like, they use the stuff online, but I'll sign something. All right. And then, well, you know, something. if you... I, I don't might know. have something laying around, too. I might have something. Let me look tomorrow and just see if I have some special stuff laying around. You never oh. know. I, get, I, I I always, like, I dig up some stuff, and I'm like, wow. And Sometimes I, I give it out to fans, you know what I mean? I had, like, a VIP... A uh, thing for the Foo Fighters, uh, like a really? one of those laminates, and I and I and I asked who was the fan of the Foo Fighters, and you know, and I got it to somebody, who made their day. So I now, have stuff going around. Uh, I know that.
0: Ha-
2: have you Have you yourself put out any uh, CDs or uh, any videos or anything?
7: Yeah, I mean, a long time ago, but I mean. I didn't do it. Like I'm lazy. I must admit I'm lazy. You know what I mean? I mean I'm doing it right this time. When I come back this time, I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it all myself. I'm gonna film it. I'm gonna do everything perfectly and get 'em out there again. I'm gonna start to get one out every every year. I'm gonna put out one or maybe six months
2: uh Bob is our guest here we've got uh eighteen minutes here with Bob before we got to uh uh sign off and uh give you guys the news and uh a few other things but now if uh now i'm gonna ask you a few uh few other questions about uh when you're up on stage uh, now I'm kind of curious you know there's always gonna be or or maybe not but uh you know there you might deal have a heckler or two uh how do you yourself? Uh, handle hecklers if you've dealt with any.
7: Well, the the best way, like, I can see, I can see it happening before I go on to the other people.
0: So even
7: like the other night in Queens, there was somebody who was loud. It was just he was, he, you know, I would say he was annoying. And uh, he, he, you know, I basically said I'm going to ignore him until he makes it known that he's talking, trying to talk over me. But I'm not going to attack him. I'm going to let the people get mad first. So then when I do attack him, it's going to be vicious, but it's also going to be his fault. Like if I just went at him right away, it would look, you know what I mean? Some people would be like, oh, my God, that was brutal. Because some people don't know how to act. You have to put him in line. You know, but it's basically time, you know, it's better to let them bury themselves by being annoying to the audience and ignoring them and then taking them down big time. And it's just, they'll never do it again. It's embarrassing to them.
2: So have you ever
7: had to do that?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
7: I mean, people, people, you know, are a mess. People don't know how to act in public. People think that they can chalk. You know, can just yell stuff out. to comedian, you can't do that. You know what I mean? I, I don't want nobody thrown out, but I will take care of it. I will. You know, they have to. They have to learn their lesson, because it's not like you know. You you don't see people yelling at any other artist, but you know, comedians are just people just drunk, right in front. You know, making a scene. It, it happens.
2: You know, uh, we had uh we had a comedian on about. Uh I don't know maybe 4 or 5 months ago and he told us a story. I don't know if this ever happened to you, but I'm going to tell you the story he told us. Uh mm-hmm. he said that uh, there was a a guy in the audience and uh a, apparently the guy was being really belligerent. And uh uh at the end of the show, you know, he uh you know the guy got tossed out of uh uh out of the show and uh uh, apparently the comedian goes out to his car. You know, he w- he drove to the, the location,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: by process of elimination, the guy knew what car was his because it had a different license plate. And apparently, what oh, happened yeah. is the the, the guy uh, flattened his tire. You know, and uh, uh, he goes back into the place and says, "Hey, my tire's flat." And uh, you know, he said, "Oh yeah, that was probably that was probably the guy that uh, we threw out of here. He, uh, if he doesn't like the comedian, he messes with their vehicles." Now. Uh-huh. Wouldn't you say that if they knew who it was, wouldn't you say it's their responsibility to make sure that doesn't keep happening? Or how how would you approach something like that?
7: Uh, no, it's definitely a responsibility. They're, they're destroying property, you know? And they're basically going, oh, yeah, he does that. He does that. Well, you know, this way, I don't know how people don't deal with people like that. You know, how would they just... Allow it, you know? But that's the world today. Allow everyone to go crazy and sit back and say nothing.
2: Uh, Bob Weeby is our guest here. we got about uh, 14 minutes here with Bob. Now, uh, you know, you, you kind of mentioned back in the day that uh, when you started out and, uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, you, you had your first menu and, uh, you know, uh, did did it start out with uh generally uh like we used to have a comedy club here, you know, there'd always be three performers. Uh you know, there was the headliner and uh, uh I don't know what feature. the other two are called, but feature yeah, the feature and, uh, and the host their MC. And the host MC. MC. Now, you you worked your way up to those or did you like start out at like the feature and then uh the headliner?
7: Yeah, you know, I started off as a headliner. I got lucky, you know. So I got to learn the business real fast after two years. I had to even write faster, you know. And it's like at the beginning, you know, you don't, you know, you have to make sure that you have stuff that can, you can get in, out of anything. You know what I mean? Like now I can get out of anything. If something just bombs totally one joke or it's totally offensive, I know I can get out of it, you know. You, you got to be able to uh, adjust yourself. A lot of people can't adjust themselves, and they think they're too edgy. Then you know for the crowd, but no, I, I don't believe that. I think I think anybody can adjust.
2: You know, I'll uh, I'll understand if you don't want to answer this question. But is mm-hmm. there ever been a location that you had a show at that you're like? Man, I'm never going to go back there. And then uh, on the flip side, has there been, ever been a show that, like, geez, I want to come back here every year?
0: Oh, yeah,
7: there's a lot of shows you want to come back to. But it's always, like, most of the places I go, I'm never coming back here. I say it before I'm even on stage. I'm just looking around, and I'm like, all right. Obviously, they don't know how to set up the room. Like, you know what I mean? It could be a one night or It could be. You know, but then you get to talk to them, and you, you kill and you have fun, and you're like, "Hey, why don't you try to put the stage here, get lights and do this right, you know, and it'll work better, but it's mostly there's no one nowhere, nowhere I never want to go back. it's only because of they just don't know what they're doing. you know what I mean? I just think that if you're gonna put a professional show and make it look professional and and treat the comedians like it's professional.
2: So uh now for like uh for our fans listening that uh, might want to uh you know try their hand at comedy like me I like to get back into it.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh what advice would you give to a comedian just starting out this that would be listening now what would advice would you give them?
7: I would say just get 5 to 10 minutes and go to open mics and just practice it know it. Don't read it off a of paper. You look stupid reading it off of paper. You know. Mm-hmm. No matter what, you know, just read it over, put it on a on a piece of plywood or whatever. Just write it all down. Just repeat it, repeat it till you get into your mind, and then you'll be able to flow with whatever is come. Once you know what you're doing, you can go in and out of your act. You can do whatever, and you know, you started because you're only going to get like it's ridiculous. They'll be like, do five minutes. They tell comedian, comedian can't get really started at five minutes. You know, it's really hard. It's not an easy thing, and a lot of times the clubs try to keep you down when you start there, you know? It's like, well, he's he's new. He's an open-miker, and you, they'll always look at you that way. So it's like, it's, it, it's, it's a tough business, especially now. I mean, everybody's a comedian if you look, you know what I mean? Everybody, you go on Facebook, you see somebody with a, a mic in the hand on stage with nobody in the audience. They'll just take a picture and they say that they're, they're a comedian. It's like it's the only job you can you can just say you that you're that. I mean, whatever happens. Like I can't say I'm a doctor, but everyone can say that they're a comedian. It's amazing.
2: Now, do you um, when when you go to the the different shows and uh, you, you you get to the menu, do you already know who the feature is going to be and who the host is going to be, or do you have to uh, kind of meet them, uh, like, when you get there? Uh, or do you prefer to know who it's going to be before you get there?
7: Well, I mean, uh, a lot of times I'll either bring the whole show or I'll bring somebody on the show. You know, it's not that often that I go there. Uh, you know, it's usually, like, and if I'm going back to a club, it's usually it's the same kind of... Three or four guys that always open For me so you know It's never That many new people You know I don't see only when I go on the road I see a lot of new people which is nice Because I like to see uh, You know a lot of A lot of the newer people too that Are out there that I don't see
2: So, so was, You know so, so You mentioned you bring your own uh, You you basically mm-hmm. bring your, your Headliner and your host but uh, let's say that uh, there's a, um, you know, like we were just talking about it. I become a comedian. He he asks, uh, "Hey, can I uh, host for you, or can I be your feature? Uh, do you mm-hmm. have to say, well, where have you played, or uh, can I get a sample of your material, or do you just say, yeah, come on out, I'll give you a shot? How, how, how would that? How would you handle that?
7: I would give him a spot. I would never let anybody just come in the middle or a post for me without." Knowing what they You know what I mean And plus like It's such a business Where like I mean You try to help everybody I've tried this My whole career But it's like I got so many people That I've known for years That need help You know what I mean And it's like All of a sudden Just because somebody Comes up to me And goes Hey can I You know Probably not But you know I'll give you a chance Work at the club Don't worry about me
2: And uh have you uh when you when you uh when when you go to the different locations and you know you bring your show and you and then they say uh uh well you know that that's great but uh we we actually have a uh someone we already have a host or we already have a feature uh do you like tell them well uh I'm actually bringing my own or do you have to go with what because they're paying you do you
7: have to go with what they got for you no i mean i'm usually i'm not gonna say fire somebody." Get rid of them I wouldn't do that If they already got somebody But most people know When they're calling me That You know The chances are I'm bringing the whole show With me Which is nice Because it's Like I know it works You know I, I'm i not in for any surprises You know I, I'm not You know Because some people Some people try to You know They'll, they'll put me on a, a A dirty show With comedians That don't know how to do it You know just because you know, and it just comes off bad and it's like that's why I'd rather bring my own.
2: And uh like with that situation then do you uh do you ever like uh listen to a comedian or and then at the end of the show you're like, Hey, you know, you were great at this, uh, but you you should try and uh you know, do this different. Do you ever give that kind of advice or uh do they ask you?
7: Yeah, I mean, all the time, and it's nice, you know what I mean? It's like, I always go up and go, yeah, this was really funny what you did, and, you know, you can add to this, and why stop? It's working. Keep going with it, you know? There's so much more you can do with it. But, yeah, it's always like, you know, you always try, you want it to be a team thing, you know? Even though, you know, it's a it's a, it's a great business, for me, but it's a horrible business. It's a... It's a cutthroat business and I don't think it should be like that. I think there's plenty of room for everybody.
2: Uh we got uh we got Bob levie's our guest here. We got about uh five minutes left with Bob. Uh do uh does Granny or um uh Mr Johnson have any other questions for our uh, our guest here before we
1: uh I'm good. On I think we've pretty much covered everything Icon. I mean uh-huh. I'm good.
3: I think I'm good too
1: on it. I mean I've really enjoyed listening to this interview. So, well, we
2: Let's still got you. we still got four we still got four more minutes. So, uh, I'm gonna uh, we're gonna we're gonna have some fun here these last four minutes. But before we do that, if our fans wanted to check you out and uh, see what you're doing, that you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok, uh, a Comedy Central page. What do you got?
7: <laughs> well, on Twitter, I'm Levy underscore Sir. I had to get a new one because I got thrown off a few years ago. And then on Facebook, I have three Bob Levy's and a Reverend Bob Levy fan page or whatever that is. And then on Instagram, I'm Levy Bob because I I lost my password and I don't remember. So I had to just go from Bob Levy to Levy (laughs) Bob on the next one. (laughs) I'm just horrible with this as we were talking because I like, when you told me earlier about the phone thing, and I go, I don't know if I could do it on the phone. I can't, you know, I can't hear. I can't because I haven't done like, you know, I'm used to just putting the headphones on and sitting in the studio. I like this is like the old days, baby.
2: Well, you know, uh, it's it's funny how you mentioned that. Um, you know, I guess there is a um, there is things that you can buy nowadays uh, where you can hook up like a. Uh, like a handheld mic to your phone and it's like in an app and then yeah. you got the or you got the earphones and the headset. But uh, you know, uh that's how I used to uh do the show uh
0: okay.
2: before uh 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 Ken's FM was uh, nice enough to uh let me come on every Monday night with uh, uh with my uh right. traveling road show so to speak. And uh this is actually our tenth week on uh Ken's F M and right we we're hoping that we get renewed for at least, you know, 10 more or two or whatever. But uh, you <laughs> know, uh I you know, I I do got to say Bob that uh you have been awesome and uh I do appreciate your friendship and uh I I hope you consider me a friend from now on and uh like I say I'd Absolutely. like to try and get you up here to, to my neck of the woods when they do open up that comedy uh place that they're going to open up here. I'd sure like to uh uh, if you'd allow me to pass uh your number on to them so we can get you here. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, I understand you, you bring know, your own fun. Uh, Yeah, yeah, hey, I know, you, I understand you I'll bring let you
7: host it. You host well there you it, go. See? I was just
2: gonna ask that. Because yeah. uh, our 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 fans are wondering, geez, I wonder if the icon's gonna try and get on stage, you know
7: <laughs> You gotta um, You gotta get on stage. Stage is good. Stage is great. The stage makes you feel It's the only time, like, since the car, I don't feel pain when I'm on stage, you know, when I'm waiting to go on, and it's in a rush after. But, you know, the rest of the day, you know, try to get through.
2: (laughs) Yeah, because, like, uh, you know, not that I'm bragging here, not that I'm trying to put myself myself over, which is kind of a wrestling term, but, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Brian, when he was here, he actually uh, – got uh let's see how many gigs did he he booked 15 gigs back here in fargo uh at the new venue over the next three years uh and uh it you know i like to say that i had something to do with that so what i like to do is uh you know get you in there as well and then uh you know uh, i'll even be your chauffeur you know i'll wear the little hat I'll put on the, the the tuxedo and I'll just drive you around all over the place while you're here too. I'll be your chauffeur too. I'll carry your bags and be your headliner.
7: <laughs> well, I haven't seen I haven't been to the town so I mean I would love to check it out, you know. I like I've never been to the state. I so it'll be cool. You know, and uh, a runny
2: joke like I like to tell everybody, uh, you know, that I'm from Fargo, North Dakota. We have uh, we have four seasons here. Winter, flood, road construction and football
7: nice <laughs> <laughs>
2: well i'll tell you well, what bob i do thank you for it. i do thank you for joining us tonight you have been awesome and uh we will definitely love to have you on again i'll be in contact with you and i also hope you like that uh, collector's card i made for you uh you've been yes. awesome and uh we uh we love ha we loved having you on again
7: uh thank you for sure we will talk soon my friends take care
2: Thanks, Bob. All right, Bob Levy our guest. And, uh, well, I'll tell you what, we're going to get ready to sign off here. Uh, check us out next week, same time, same channel, Ken's FM 89.1 here in Fargo, North Dakota. And, as always, we want you to be safe. Uh, check us out. Uh, go to our Off the roast page like that, Ken's 89.1 FM page on Facebook like that. Do a $10 donation a month. Help out Ken, uh, Ken's FM, and uh, we will see you all next week when we have a, another special guest host uh, who's going to be in a in a magazine, and we'll talk more about that next week. So everybody,
0: come out and join us, and we will see you all then. No, thank you, mommy.